Blog Talk Radio. Hello. This is Dan. Welcome to Daniel Leon Sports Kate. This is a preview for my next episode. Later on today, I'll be doing an episode continuing my series of the Monday Night Ratings War. I'm doing this audio vignette because I forgot how long I, rec- I can record using a free account. In case, in case I can take phone calls by at this time, I would like, not at this time, excuse me, in case I can take phone calls while using this free account to all of my friends that will listen to this on Facebook and anybody from one of those fan groups that I'm a part of that will ho- that will hopefully listen to this can call by uh and ask questions not only about the topic that I choose but also if y'all have a question about why I'm doing this just feel free to ask cuz I know that this is going to be important to some people because if, you know if they care if for people that know me and care about me they would most likely be curious as to why I'm doing this so anybody that listens to this just feel free to call even if it's to ask me what my reasons are for doing this and the dial-in number is 516-418-25, no, 5625. And um, I will be doing this later on today because... I am trying to see how well the recording goes. And um, I'm hoping that this is okay. I'm hoping this is a great enough or a clear enough recording. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I paused for a second. I accidentally pressed the number. He by mistake on the phone. Okay. For people that have been listening to my podcast from Facebook, y'all know that my I'm doing a, or I was doing a series about my favorite time growing up, which was Monday Night Wars. And I had already done a couple of episodes about that, or at least one. But this is the second time 
I'm about to talk about the second time that they went against each other head to head. And I can also, if anybody would like for me to talk about the documentary series, I can do that too because that's just as interesting. But I was, but as a fan of both shows, I was more curious about about how because it's been so long ago how um the differences between both episodes because I think the first episode as good as Monday Nitro was as exciting as Monday Nitro was and were really um I believe because Bischoff wanted to be more reality-based, and he could see every way he could be different than events. I believe that's why they were ahead of WWF for a while, because at that point in time, Vince still went by tradition instead of going by what the fans most likely wanted or give them a taste of what they might have wanted. And so that was one great thing about the about Monday Nitro was that it challenged Vince and the rest of the organization. So that's why. So that's why I wanted to talk about the two shows going head to head, and um. I was going to go, I was going to wait until Sunday to talk about WCW's pay-per-view that aired the night before their second head-to-head, um, their second attempt of beating Raw in the ratings. And... I am going to, um, I was going to talk about Fall Brown 1995, and I was going to do that Sunday. Um, if anybody would like for me to, um, toy until Sunday to do, continue until Sunday so that I have more time <clears throat> to talk about my um to not talk about it but to type or write what I want to talk about or what I think is important to talk about in about this pay-per-view then just write uh, then just hit the comment part on my Facebook page when this is shared, and just let me know if there's any fans out there that hit the comment section that grew up at the same time or was watching uh, wrestling at this time. Just hit a comment section and let me know what y'all think. 
I promise to not be, to not sound as unsure of what I'm going to say, but because I don't have a, because I only have 30 minutes, by the way, I just found out when I started this, I have 30 minutes. Because I only have 30 minutes of doing this, I am nervous. So I'm sorry for that, and I promise to do my best from now on. Um, and I will also, um, what I will do right now is take the notes I started writing about Monday Night Raw and this past um, Monday, and I'll just um, start talking about it. And if there's anything I can remember that happened, I'll just talk about it. Okay, Raw this month, this week, Roman Reigns announced his plan on being a fighting champion and issues an open challenge for his newly won Intercontinental title. The Miztourage interrupted Roman Reigns and said how much of an injustice it was that Reigns was the IC champion. And before I say what else they did, I'm going to give my opinions on that. I feel, as a fan, of not just wrestling, but of the IC title itself, especially that title that Reigns has right now, I feel like the only injustice there was the miskeeping it as long as he did, because I think, now it's just my opinion, but I think he was actually making it boring because... It was the same old thing, nothing new. So even though I even though I don't know what the plans are yet for Reigns and this title reign, um I do have to say it's very interesting. And they said said they couldn't do anything about it. Because of Rollins and Ambrose helping him, of them get him getting them getting involved with them assaulting them a couple of weeks before this, but they brought out um, guy that likes to sing uh, Elias Elias and. That's when Reigns said, if you want to be the first person to challenge me, you got it. And then, later on, Kurt Angle gave the okay to it. And as he was on his way to the back, Seth Rollins came out to go against Cesaro. In the backstage area, 
Durango is standing by with four cruiserweights. Rich Swan is the former champion, and his good friend in real life, Cedric Alexander, along with another former champion, Akira Tozawa, and Mustafa Ali. And they were talking about Enzo Mores, like he's called the Zoe Train, how without them getting getting in their way, that's the only way he can find a way to keep from getting an opponent for his championship. But he doesn't make the matches, so all four of these guys, Kurt Angle made a match for all four of these guys to face each other. And the winner would become the the number one contender for the belt. In my opinion, on the current angle with Enzo Amore and the Cruiserweight division, is this was really surprising to me how all these people that hated Enzo because he had a no no contact clause in his uh, and no contact clause from current angle that if any of them contacted him had um not a contact but physical clause where they couldn't assault him. So otherwise they would forfeit a title their title uh opportunity. When everybody gave that gave that uh up to, because they couldn't stand him, they ended up losing to somebody, losing the title to Kalista who did not assault him in that scenario. Then when he had a rematch, all the peop four of the people that hated him all of a sudden were joining him. So I thought that was very interesting and a very um one of the most shocking or surprising scenes they they have written or booked however you like to say it, in a long time. And the reason I liked this is because it gives us a sense of unpredictability that we, that we as the fans like to see. And then Seth Rollins versus Cesaro started. And, and um, what I am... I'm always curious as to as to curious about excuse me why Cesaro's opponent kick out of at least one neutralizer, but when Seth Rollins hits the ripcord knee on his opponents, they automatically um, and for people that don't know that don't watch this. They don't watch this, uh, anything to do with wrestling or anything, period. Then, but at the same time, you might know what a wrist lock is. Well, it's not really a wrist lock. It's when you, he has his opponent's arm around their, around their throat so that when he turns them around, he can jump up. So that ripcord knee is when he turns his opponent around and he hits them with a high, the Harley race, as Jim Ross would call it, high knee to win the match. And 
That's why he hit Cesaro on to win the match. After that, this new backstage interviewer had asked, Charlie, I believe her name is, asked him what he had to say because they had announced, they had announced in the middle of this match or the beginning of this match that Dean Ambrose was on a honeymoon with was on his honeymoon with his wife, so he lived in there. And also, the story is that Cesar that Cesaro's tag team partner Sheamus is on his sabbatical in Ireland. So they started asking questions about uh, will this put any problems with the Shield reunion? And he he started making jokes about you know first he said that uh, there's no pro that doesn't mean there's going to be problems at all it's going to make them stronger and then he started talking about possibility of Ambrose I forgot the exact words he said but because. Ambrose is known as a lunatic. Matter of fact, those—that's his exact. That's what they call him, the lunatic fringe. He was making jokes about how he might not be on planet. He might not be. I think his exact words were, "He might be on the moon by now," because, because you never know what he's going to be doing. He made the joke, and he said, "He said." Next week, if he gets in touch with them in time, they might have a um, the rematch, which is which I believe is an automatic um, an automatic clause in every champ in every champion um, title match. So he said they might have. A um, they might have their rematch next week for their um for their re- to reclaim their tag team titles against Cesaro and Shane. And might have to do a second part of this because sometimes it takes a while to find um news results. That you that I need that's from a few days ago on this website. Okay. Oh. Luckily, I just found the results tab. Found it right away. It's loading at the moment. Okay, good. Also, I'm sorry I didn't say this before, but I wasn't looking at the uh, the raw results page, so that's why I didn't see it. Monday night, they they also before the first match took place, they said that um, announced how this new three woman group 
that's been started by Paige and the other two two thirds are from NXT. Matter as matter of fact, I think at least I think at least one of them is gonna stay for a while in NXT because she might not be ready for the full uh road schedule of Monday Night Raw and that is Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. They'll take on Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Mickey James later on. So that's another thing that I really like because another thing was unpredictable is them doing that. I was not expecting that at all. So let's see. The next match is Titus O'Neill, the Apollo Crews versus Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe won by the mission with the Coquina Clutch. And I really am surprised, especially with the reputation that and the overall appeal that Mojo has with the audience. Really surprised they didn't they didn't put him in the main event spot yet. Because I like Roman Reigns, he's been around a long time and it's been two years since he's been out of their biggest competition. Even though it's small, it's bigger than any other. It's bigger than any other promotion that's Impact Wrestling. But I like what they've been doing recently, except for him, for instance, uh, him assaulting people from the back. It does not make him as big of a threat as they make him out to be when he's in an actual match. Um, hmm. I, um... What I did like was um, how they let Titus O'Neil wrestle again, which is something he hadn't done in for so long because he had been starting what's called Titus O'Neil Worldwide and represents Kiratazawa, and he also has um, Apollo Crews came out to the ring with them. So I really am glad they started to let him get back in the ring again as a competitor. I I did. I never thought he was that bad, but one of the writer for this website said that um, he's a he is really awkward in the ring, and so I, that's what I like about reading these. Is it shows how we're all different in our opinions. And after that happened, after that old match and segment was over, they had. Anderson and Gallo talking about the Cyber Monday deals 
And then after that was the six-woman tag team match. But I, what I thought was interesting was how they had, instead of showing um, what was going down in the back, this kept us in suspense. And what they did was Sasha Banks came out first, and when they introduced Mickey Jane, she didn't come out. Then when they introduced Bailey, she didn't come out. And I thought it was interesting how instead of having the cameras go in the back, they brought out Paige and our two partners, and then they showed what happened. And what was even more interesting was how they actually gave um, her a chance to walk out of her free will, on her free will. And the only thing I did not like was how they made a big deal about um, Paige, how she started the rip. What I actually thought was a little bit of a mistake right here was how before she came back, what they, uh, her two new, quote, friends said about her was the same thing that Emma, who was just released by the company, said about herself. So it was like they were giving her the, uh, the um, like they were, give, they were, they were putting the story up for adoption and they gave it to Paige. They gave the name for the group as Absolution, saying how there's, and then Mandy Rose said, others may have forgotten, but before there was the boss, the four horse, and before there was the four horsewomen, which were, which were, of course, the boss herself, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, uh, Bailey, and their friend, and their friend, Becky Lynch. There are any other woman on Raw right now. There is Paige, but they were they were forgetting how before Paige, there is Mickey James. So that's why so that's what I did not like about that. Let's talk about one person. Why not bring up another person? The story of this revolution. As a matter of fact, why not go all the way back to before they were even called the WWE because. Women's Revolution started with the people, with the women to wrestle after or toward the end of the Monday Night Ratings War. Okay. I'm going to end this episode now, and I'm going to come back in a few minutes to talk about um, the rest of Raw and what I thought about SmackDown Live. Thank y'all and goodbye.
You've reached the Holiday Helpline. We turn the holidays into holidays. Hi, my gift list is a mile long. I don't have time to shop around. Get to Old Navy now. Old Navy? Yep, get all the gifts you need, like jeans, sweaters, and dresses, for up to 50% off today, plus accessories from 4 bucks. Up to 50% off jeans, sweaters, and dresses? Want to really cash in? Redeem your super cash now. And when you do, use your Old Navy card in-store or online to earn double reward points. Now that's a gift. Turn your holiday into a holiday. Get to Old Navy today. Valid 1129 to 12.5 select styles only. Double reward points offer subject to credit approval. See store or oldnavy.com backslash supercash for details and exclusions.